Eye on the Arctic, Views from the North, I'm Alish Quinn. Well, the organization that represents Inuit from Canada, Greenland, Russia, and the United States recently wrapped up their General Assembly in Arctic Alaska. The Inuit Circumpolar Council, or ICC, has a new Executive Council now as well. And, along with that, a new set of priorities, and they include everything from food security and suicide prevention to language and environmental protection. Joining us now to tell us more about the challenges and opportunities ahead for Inuit on the international stage is the ICC's newly elected chair, Alaska's Daily Sambo Duro. And she joins us on the line today from Anchorage. Daily Sambo Duro, hello. Hello, thank you very much for this opportunity. So congratulations on your new chairship. Talk us through some of the priorities set out in the new declaration and, and why these were picked out to be important for this next four-year period. Before I uh, speak about some of the specifics and the details, I think that it's important to recognize that the overall message for Inuit to uh, the rest of the global community is the need to honor and respect and recognize the rights of Inuit as distinct peoples within this distinct region of the world. In addition, it's important that uh, the, the rest of the world recognize not only our rights but our responsibilities as uh, as landholders and as rights holders, and that our homelands. Uh, mean everything to us, both the, both the land and the coastal seas and the Arctic Ocean. So I think that I, I want to stress how important um, honor and respect and, and our human rights and our homelands are to, to Inuit. As far as the details related to the Ukiavik Declaration that was adopted on Thursday, as you've noted, it ranges from international human rights to food security, health and wellness, including the issues related to uh, suicide, also the importance of food security through sustainable wildlife management, and a wide range of other issues, including uh, sustainable and equitable economic development and community uh, relations in terms of communication and uh, increased uh, capacity, especially for our young people. Um, so it's a it's a very detailed uh, document and does set out the mandate uh, for my four year term as the new uh, international chair of the organization. I should also underscore that families and youth um, are highlighted specifically in the declaration as well. And the ICC now, it's 40 years old at this point. Um, how effective do you think it's been not only creating links between different Inuit regions of the world, but also amplifying Inuit concerns on the, the international stage and taking it out as being just sort of regional interests into something that's important to the world as the Arctic is getting more and more attention? Yes, you're right. We are 41 years old with the first organizing meeting held in 1977 in Ukiavik, Alaska, and hosted by then founder, our recognized founder, Eben Hopson. And the objective set back then in 1977 to unite Inuit 
in order to have a single unified voice at the international level has really led us to um, an, an important role internationally. In my view, and I think it's a shared view by uh, many that have been involved, even at the local level, the regional level, the national level, that we've been able to infuse the international intergovernmental organizations with the views and perspectives of Inuit as circumpolar indigenous peoples. We've been active within the United Nations and the objective of the adoption of the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. We've been very active in the Arctic Council, the regional soft law intergovernmental forum that uh, includes the Arctic eight states. In, in this regard, we've been uh, able to participate in the wide range of working groups of the Arctic Council, but also uh, with the senior Arctic officials from each of those eight Arctic Rim states. And uh, here again, we've been able to influence uh, some of the outcomes um, and now, really, one of the other um, objectives will be to infuse other intergovernmental fora across the globe with our views and perspectives, especially as they become more active in our homelands. And I think it's important to to state that Inuit are experts on the Arctic. It, it, it that profound relationship that has been. Uh, highly developed over centuries that that our, our distinct knowledge about the region um, is quite significant, and that's one of the important objectives over uh, the next four years and really in the long term is uh, for all these other external and powerful economic and political forces like China, uh, Singapore, India, all those other states interested in gaining observer status within the Arctic Council so that they have a measure of influence and uh, and a uh, an opportunity uh, to, from their point of view, make the most of their engagement in Arctic issues. That for, for us, um, they need to understand that um, not only have the Ar- Arctic 8, nation states made solemn obligations to uphold, promote, and protect the human rights of indigenous peoples within the United Nations and other intergovernmental fora. But so, too, has China, Japan, the Russian Federation, though an Arctic eight nation state, that they've made commitments in other fora to support and protect and promote are right. So uh, one of the, the key issues is for those states to be consistent about the solemn obligations that they've made elsewhere in the context of the Arctic Council and uh, in the context of their own discussions about their desires and aspirations and, and engagement. We, I think we, we have to be vigilant about reminding them of this important role that we as Inuit through our permanent participant status play in the Arctic Council, 
But as far as the, especially the observer, growing list of observer states, they too must recognize um, the commitments that they've made elsewhere. Um, also going back, we talked a little bit about the ICC's sort of founding principles, and there was the, the international voice for sure, but there was also creating greater economic and educational links between the different Inuit regions. And do you think that there's challenges to doing that, or is that an important piece of this work that the ICC still, still needs to do now, or has it changed, do you think, since uh, the organization started? Challenges remain. And um for example, just on language alone, we know that we are in a state of crisis as far as preservation of language. The objective of a, a coherent, coordinated um, curriculum, but just the practical side of establishing and controlling our own educational institutions is a, is a huge um, challenge and, and a major hurdle that has to be overcome. As far as uh, maintaining our um, our direct relations and cross-border activities based upon uh, direct blood relations and, and important and intimate cultural ties, uh, this, this alone is a big challenge that also needs to be addressed. We addressed this issue in 1977. And if you read through the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, there is a specific provision about uh, cross-border relations of Indigenous peoples who share a language and culture, uh, and also the corresponding uh, obligation of governments to give full effect to that particular right. That alone is a is a major challenge. So. Um, though we've made extraordinary progress in a wide range of areas, uh, challenges uh, do remain, and for us to uh, overcome them will take some careful strategic planning and establishing of priorities in order to systematically um, remove all those challenges and to arrive at a place where Inuit both individually and collectively, are able to exercise and enjoy their fundamental human rights. At the end of the General Assembly, when I was invited to give uh, some concluding remarks, my key message was there are 7.6 billion people on Earth, and there are approximately only 165,000 Inuit across the circumpolar Arctic. And for this reason... We need every single Inuk on Earth to stand up straight and tall and proud and think about what they can do to support the efforts of our own people and to carry in their own unique and individual way to carry our mutual aspirations forward. And I, I honestly and sincerely mean that, that the, the Inuit Circumpolar Council is not me. The Inuit Circumpolar Council is every Inuk, man, woman, child, elder, every single one of us needs to make a contribution and needs to really own the Inuit Circumpolar Council. Well, Daly Sambo-Duro, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, Kiyanak, thank you.